not have the opportunity to go into our sales training program. But that started to really help me focus, launch my career was being part of, at that time, we call it the Hispanic Network at GE. Mm. For me, being part of the Hispanic Forum at GE allowed me not only to create that network, then get from a point of getting mentors to sponsors. And that got me the opportunity to sit in a room with Jeff Immelt and all the business leaders across GE. Welcome to Lead With Your Brand, the podcast that explores exceptional career success stories, inspiring and insightful personal brand journeys that answer the question, are you coffee or are you Starbucks? Fascinating conversations with leaders about their career breakthroughs from entertainment, tech, media, and more. You'll learn how they've turned up the volume on their brand to unlock success. First-hand, uncensored, and real, as told by people who've been there. And plenty of inspiration and practical tools to help you lead with your brand every day as you drive towards your next career breakthrough. And now, here's your host, personal branding expert, diversity advocate, and keynote speaker, Jason Patria. Hey everybody, Jason Patria here, and you are listening to the Lead With Your Brand podcast, which is the podcast for folks just like you who are looking to turn up the volume, show your value, and lead with your brand to your next career breakthrough. Well, we are celebrating Hispanic Heritage Month now through October 15th right here on the podcast. So make sure you visit us at leadwithyourbrand.com slash Latinx to hear our full collection of amazing amazing executives, leaders, and changemakers, all who identify as members of the Hispanic community. And we've got another amazing guest to celebrate. I am going to be speaking with Delia Garced, who is the SVP of Marketing Health and Wellness at Synchrony. But before we sit down with Delia, let's talk a little bit about your brand. You know, I've been thinking so much lately about silos and how easy it is for us to sit in our silos, whether that silo is our company when we go to a conference and we just gravitate to all of the people that work for our own company, or those silos of just being in your team or your functional area, where even at work when you go to lunch or you go to the commissary, you sit with people that do the same type of job that you do and you kind of don't reach out, even though most of us work for huge huge organizations. You know, it's quite simply just so easy to fall into self-similarity bias and proximity bias, which means we gravitate to the people that are most like us and the people that are closest to us, which by the way, in most of our companies is a double whammy because we tend to sit in office suites and cube farms with people that do exactly what we do. But you know what? When you think about those silos, they are not great for your brand because suddenly we start to just become part of a pack. Oh, those are all of those people that work in accounting. Oh, those are all of the salespeople over there, right? We basically create ourselves as a commodity, right? We're like one of a 100 pack of people that all do the same thing and think the same way. Well, we know that's not the case. We know that you're unique. We know that you are differentiated. But the question is, are you hanging out in silos and just becoming branded by the name of your team or your job title or even just becoming the brand of your company? 
Now, don't get me wrong. We always talk about wanting to be a great co-brand with our team. We want to be a great co-brand with our company. You know, kind of like how McDonald's and Coca-Cola feel like they go hand in hand with one another. But you always want to make sure that you have your own brand and that you don't just get defined by those things. You've got to ask yourself, one, how is it that I add value? But two, you've got to go out, build your network, and promote that value with people outside of your business. Are you taking advantage of being on cross-functional teams, or are you too busy sitting in your own silo? Are you going out and volunteering and being part of those extracurricular activities like employee resource groups or volunteer opportunities? You know, years ago, I remember dragging my husband out to Comcast Cares Day to go paint at a school, only to find out that we were literally sitting and painting with executives from a whole bunch of different divisions of the company that I had the chance to spend a couple of hours with painting, helping the community, but you know what? Learning and showing what value I actually brought in the company. And it was moments like that that really allowed me to expand my brand because it was about people from outside of the human resources function talking about me that really got me sold internally. So that's my challenge for you. Where's an opportunity for you to bust through some of those silos that we naturally gravitate to? And where is it that you have the opportunity to show your value to people that do different things from you? Well, I'm excited for today's guest because Delia Garcet is a great example of busting out of silos. Now, Delia is the Senior Vice President of Marketing Health and Wellness at Synchrony. Now, in this role, she leads strategies to build awareness, drive client practice enrollment, and new account growth and usage among large, mid-market, and smaller client veterinary practices. Before joining Synchrony, Delia was the Senior Director of Demand Generation at Waters Corporation, a publicly traded analytical laboratory and software company. And prior to that, Delia worked for 28 years at General Electric, serving in roles across sales and marketing, such as field sales, CMO, and global director of experienced commercial leadership program. During her tenure at GE, she built her sales and marketing skills across multiple industries, including plastics, security, energy, financial services, and corporate. She's passionate about inclusion and talent development, and she was the operating leader for GE's Hispanic Forum and is currently a member of Synchrony's Hispanic Network Plus and the strategic leader for the Latinx Executive Alliance. We'll be back in just a few moments with Synchrony's Delia Garced. For over 25 years, Jason has coached, trained, and developed thousands of leaders and executives, helping them achieve their next career breakthrough. He's a featured speaker at global conferences and companies to help everyone bring their best authentic self to work, show their value, and lead with their brand every day. Get more tips and tools at leadwithyourbrand.com. 
And we are back. I have an amazing guest with us today. It is Delia Garced. Delia, what is going on? Great day in Florida. Um, so excited to be joining you here today and um, having the opportunity to have a, a great chat. Yes, and happy Hispanic Heritage Month. Oh, can you believe it? it I think that's one of the uh, special times of the uh, year for me, um, as I've been a very big proponent and got a lot of benefit of being part of uh, ERG groups. So whenever we have the opportunity to highlight our culture, um, highlight leaders, um, highlight what's happening, um, it's always a great time. Absolutely. So let's jump in because I know when we work with employee resource groups, it's all about being able to have that elevator pitch ready to go. So tell me, Delia, when you first meet people, how do you introduce yourself and who you are and what you do? Oh, so a great one. Um, Look, I I start with Delia Arcet and I start with I'm Puerto Rican um, and American. Um, the, I'm the uh, daughter of a retired military man, so I consider myself an army brat. Um, I am currently the uh, client marketing leader for CB Health and Wellness. But um, one of the things that I'm more excited about is I'm also the leading strategy for the Latinx Executive Alliance Group, um, which this is a group that is coming to their one-year anniversary of formation and where we're really focused on how do we elevate uh, talent to the executive ranks? I mean, if you know this, it's like we are about 18% of the population in the United States and mm-hmm. only 4% of that popu- of the CEOs in 500 uh, companies are actually Latinos. Um, so that's an area of uh, excitement for me. Yes. And so talk to me. One, you're the SVP of marketing and health and wellness at, at Synchrony. So what the heck does that mean? <laughs> So look, we, um, I've actually been in this role a little bit over eight months. And what that means is I work with an amazing group of marketing and industry leaders that we're looking to find solutions and deliver solutions for consumers um, in the um, payment space. And in my space specifically, uh, in health and wellness, we work with providers. We work with doctor's offices that are working with their uh, patients. And they're looking to ways to help them get the care that they need. And we are part of that solution um, to be able to do that. So um, in my space, I do puppies and I do uh, dental. So those are two of the spaces that I support. So can you imagine anything more fun than being able to uh, talk puppies all the day um, and uh, work with an amazing group of veterinaries and a very amazing group of vet technicians? Um, So that's a lot of what my work team does. Ooh, well, we all love pets, so what a great space to uh, be in. And then, Delia, I know that Synchrony really helped co-found uh, the Latinx Alliance, so tell me a little bit about, about how that occurred. So, look, this was Beto Casellas, um, who is actually our leader for the health and wellness team, um, got together with DJ Castro, who is our CHRO, and other leaders within the business. And um, we started, he, he started talking to a network of C-suite executives, Martha Poulter from Royal Caribbean, um, Oscar Villalonga from Coface, um, Margaret Lasso, um, who used to be with uh, Univision. And we all started to talk about that need of saying, look, our representation um, in the C-suite. 
And how can we come together to continue to forge the paths, right? I think a lot of conversations that when we have with people is like, hey, where's our role models, right? Where are the people that come from my culture, look, talk like me, maybe have an accent. Uh, I, my accent comes out every so often um, as I'm speaking or not. <laughs> and what is it that path, you know, so how can I see somebody has achieved being a CEO of a company or being a CHR of a company or being a CMO, any, any of those type of roles. And that's what we came together as an organization. And Synchrony has paid a big piece because they have a passion around diversity. They understand the value that having a diverse workforce and inclusion. And like I said, I've only been here eight months and I feel that. But specifically with the Latinx Alliance, what we're doing is that is looking to bring relevant content being able to bring um, mentors, being able to have opportunity for people to see uh, role models of people, what they've done. Um, one of the programs that we offer is called Mentoring Circles. Mm. And that gives them an opportunity in a smaller group to be able to see, sit with um, somebody like Martha Poulter or somebody like Beto um, across the organization and have a smaller group conversation in regards to Here's the challenges. Here's the opportunities. Here's the things that I should be thinking about. How did you do it? So um, that's where that comes from, that next. Absolutely. Well, it sounds like there's amazing things happening. Now, Delia, I wanted to talk to you because you have this amazing career, right? You, you've you worked, you know, for 30 something odd years in the marketing space and the sales space and like the commercial operations space. So when you look back over your career, what have been some of the big career breakthrough moments that led you to the work that you're doing today with Synchrony and the Latinx Alliance? So look, the first one that I would say that comes to mind was actually becoming part of an ERG. Mm. Um, and the reason I say that is because one, it provided a sense of community for me. So to give you a little bit of fact, though, I was um, born in Texas, raised in Puerto Rico, uh, went to university in the U.S., um, started my career with GE in Puerto and then um, I relocated to come to the U.S. So um, all of a sudden, I'm the uh, Spanish customer service person in an office where everybody else speaks English. Um, and then I have the opportunity to go into our sales training program. But that started to really help me focus, launch my career was being part of, at that time, we called the Hispanic Network. At GE. Mm. For me, being part of the Hispanic Forum at GE allowed me not only to create that network, then get from a point of getting mentors to sponsors. And that got me the opportunity to sit in a room with Jeff Immelt and all the business leaders across GE and have the conversation about, you know, what was our data telling us? How good were we at attracting, retaining, and developing talent and getting them promoted? And for me, that was another important piece in my career because you saw these people at work. You saw how they thought. You, yeah. you saw the questions that they asked. And that gave me an amazing exposure that has really allowed me to continue to grow my career. Yeah. So Delia, and I'm a huge fan of the former GE Hispanic Forum. I was a member. And of course, we were connected yep. uh, through Margaret Lazo, who worked for uh, General Electric and the NBC Universal businesses for so long and, and was a, a co-leader of Hispanic Forum. Talk to me, because I know so many folks who listen to Lead With Your Brand podcast are members of their employee resource groups, their respective employee resource groups. For you, uh, 
and I guess one of the things I always say is it's more than just being a member, right? Like you can't just be on a mail list. Yeah. Talk to me about what were some of the things that you did, you know, just becoming a member. What were some of the things that you did that sort of led you to sit with someone like Jeff Immelt, who was, you know, the CEO of General Electric for over a decade? What's the advice that you have for people when they're working with their ERG to get that seat at the table and get that exposure? So one of the things that I'll say first is participate. I think Mm. I find a lot of time people that look at ERGs and are going, um, well, you know, what I'm American, yes, I have Hispanic heritage, but do I need to be part of the Hispanic mm. ERG? Um, and I think it's first of all is get the opportunity. We also get a lot of allies that join uh, just because of that of what they see the opportunity. So the first thing is that is participate. For me, once I got involved, it's just it's been a passion of me. I'm um, one of the things that I love doing is developing talent and enabling talent. So we created a variety of different pillars that were focused around things like that. Not only about how do we attract more of that great talent into the organization, but how do we develop them? And that got me the opportunity to then start to work at larger scale, not only within my own business um, and helping with that, helping at a national level, um, being able to participate of uh, one of the things, and I don't know, David, if you ever ready to participate, we used to do this um the summit um where we brought yeah. um everybody at one point we were bringing in about 900 um hispanic talent into different locations in the united states and the other piece that i thoroughly enjoyed saw the value was giving back into the community and being able to have activities where we were participating with the hispanic scholarship fund where we were participating with alpha and other organizations and I'm being able to give back. And I think that's that for me became the, I love my job. I, I know I need to do your job. And that's the one thing I also always remind people is being part of an ERG and doing work at the ERG doesn't mean that you don't do your current job. This is a yeah. passion process on the side, right? So you have to balance both. Um, but because of that, it just, you know, I just kept wanting to do more, um, have a bigger impact. And that's how I grew to a variety of different roles. So I had the opportunity to somebody tap me in the shoulder and said, hey, do you want to lead this at a national level? And um, I did. And that for me also provided me a new leadership experience because I went all of a sudden to leading a, this is, you know, um, it takes a community, it takes a village yeah. to, uh, to make these things happen. So we were about 200 active, active members that worked on what our goals were for the year, um, worked on bringing the community together, um, all the activities that we did, the, the our marquee event um, being the summit. Um, and that allowed me to get more leadership skills, um, get exposed to more people. So those incremental role changes that I was doing as part of the ERG was what allowed me to get to that point of being to say, hey, she delivers, she knows how to execute, um, let's, and let's get her to drive it at a national level for the organization. Yeah. And Delia, talk to me. I love that you said, you know, like you still have to do your day job, right? Because yes. this is is the the passion piece. For so many um, employee resource group leaders, I see them kind of really struggle with that balance. Talk to me about what were the value added sort of activities that you did as an employee resource group leader that really helped you get noticed and helped your bosses sort of advocate for you to keep moving up into the executive ranks? So, uh, look, and, and the piece that 
that was even within um, that ERG group was getting sponsorship, right? Mm-hmm. And it was, so now it was not only my, my bosses, right? Because you've always had the opportunity to say, I'm delivering. And the yeah. activities to do was, like I said, when I was with the um, security business that was part of GE, um, I was leading this for this whole security business before I went to lead it on a national level. Um, I led a pillar. So I led the developmental p- pillar. So those are different roles. So it gave my my managers and my leaders the opportunity to see not only what I could do in my day-to-day job, but also how I could influence at a higher scale. Because a mm. lot of this work is actually how to influence others, right? Engage others. There's a lot of project management. So it highlights skills that maybe your leaders stop seeing and all of a sudden, you know, they go to a webinar that you're doing and supporting, or they come and speak at an event and, and they see skill sets in you that they haven't seen before. Yeah. But the other piece, I think with the ERG, and that's where I mentioned the difference between mentorship and sponsorship yeah. is because, especially when you start to get into the executive ranks um, and you start to get into higher level jobs, um, this requires a level of sponsorship. It also requires people saying, hey, this is somebody that we support to go maybe into a stretch role. Um, maybe this is, you know, you're doing a career change. So you have to have somebody at the table when you're not there um, to be able to speak for you. And um, that's one of the things that I think the the Hispanic networks, um, the Hispanic forum has done for me is have people see me in action, um, know that I'm delivering. And that's why I think people need to think about um, being part of them and not just being a passive participant, but be a raiser, huh? Yeah. Now, Delia, tell me a little bit about one or two of the sponsors that have really helped you in your career and how how did you sort of manage them and how did you bring them on board? Because people ask me all the time, like, oh, I want a sponsor, but like, what do I do? Just go knock on their door to talk to me about how you how you created some of those relationships. So uh, for me, it's been about identifying the things that I want to do career-wise, right? So I Mm. tend to call myself a commercial person because as you mentioned, I do sales and marketing. So I've been able to identify leaders that I say, wow, I love their career. I love what they did. Mm. Um, And, or um, I love their leadership style, um, what they're doing. And one thing that I've learned is that people are, want to open the doors, right? And yeah. that's one of the things is being able to say, hey, as I've met people, it's like, do you mind if I put 30 minutes in your calendar to mm-hmm. be able and have a conversation and introduce myself? And it doesn't, sponsorship doesn't start from day one, but you yeah. definitely need to be able to say, build that relationship, have the conversations with people, um, let them know what you're interested in, right? This is a mm-hmm. two-way relationship. And I think sometimes we get in a situation and I'm like, oh no, somebody's always going to be tapping me in my shoulder. I just need to put my head down. I need to do what I do every day. And that's going to be what's going to get me where I want to get to. And yes, that's an extremely important piece. But we have a lot of people today right? So um, creating those relationships, having that network. And I mean, I've had, oh my gosh, I I even talk about people like um, Martha Poulter, I, I would say from Royal Caribbean, um, as she was actually, just, which is an interesting piece, she was a CIO in GE Capital. So she was not into the sales and marketing side, yeah. but she saw me in regards to what I was doing um, with the Hispanic Forum. Um, she heard about what I was doing from my day-to-day perspective. So when there was an opportunity to talk about talent and talent that we should be paying attention to, Martha would raise my name. 
right? Um, mm-hmm. I could say the same for somebody like Margaret Lasso um, um, in, in my career. So I think that's been the interesting piece is for me, it's like, it's not only looking at people that are directly in, in the roles that I'm doing, but also others that have gone to know me and how I perform. And that for me is the piece that a sponsor. So people ask me about that. What do you think? What, do you, what is the value of that sponsor? I'm like, for me is when you're not in the room and they're having conversations about talent and potential um, that you, you might say, well, have you thought about Delia? And let me tell you why yeah. you should think about Delia, right? These are the things that I've seen her do. So that's, I think, the the importance of having a sponsor. Yeah, and I love that whole notion for you that hey, you're you know you're a sales marketing person, and and you're actually getting sponsored by someone in the technology information space, right? And so so Delia, talk to me like when when you come from these almost two opposing worlds, right? Or you feel like you don't have anything in common from a tech from a uh, you know technical skill background. How did you kind of manage? that type of relationship with with Martha as a uh, a CIO to the point that she was actually like advocating for you in the in the boardroom and the conference rooms. So look, uh, Martha made it very easy for me, right? She very personable. Um, she's very much about running what I was doing, and I think mm-hmm. that was one piece. When I think of some of these C suite roles, um, is that they're not only think about their function in just technology, right? They're business people. Right. So they care about business. So I think this was a little bit of a two way street um, from that perspective where I would talk marketing and sales. And that would also help her get uh, the view um, from a business perspective. Uh, but we also were talking about this is where we got related with the Hispanic Forum to talk about talent development, to talk about execution of the, um, the goals of and the objectives of the organization and seeing her see how I address those, how I was making sure that we were executing and delivering on those. So it was not only the day-to-day of here's my job, but here's all the things that I was doing that was seeing her see the bigger picture of what I brought to the table. Yeah. And now, Delia, you spent 28 years at GE. So so talk to me. Then after GE, you have a couple of roles. R- what was the hardest thing about moving to newer companies after having grown up at such a huge corporation? Um, look, it was one of those that you, you'd sort of take a step back and you go, I know I have a track record of delivering. I have a reputation. Um, I know I can get things done in the company that I just came from. Um, and then I moved into Waters Corporation, which is company I meant to drive change, um, to transform its marketing organization. And I knew I had the core skill set, right? I'm a marketeer. I know how to do marketing. Um, I'm about change management. I know how to drive change management. But it's still the piece that now you have to start a brand new network. The only person that I pretty much knew when I first started was my hiring manager, right? Yeah. You don't know the CEO. You don't know all these people. And that my ear, right? As a network yeah. high NDE, I knew I could pretty much pick up the phone and reach anybody I needed to um, answer my question on anything I needed to accomplish, right? Um, but also I'm in a new company and I'm like, who do I start calling? It's like, you know, is, is that first week that you get your first laptop and you know how long it takes you to get the laptop working and you're sitting there and you're going, oh my gosh, <laughs> uh, how long is it going to take me to be effective in this job? I can't get my computer to work. Um, but that's the piece that um, you 
almost want to, I'm a film believer, you know, we use that terminology for the first 90 days. Yeah. And for me, the first 90 days is meeting people. It's about curiosity. It's about learning. Mm. And I always say is I always have to find the people that I can feel comfortable to go ask that, that question that you feel like might be stupid, but it's not stupid. But you, you're like, yeah. okay, I don't want to come across as I don't know what I'm talking about type situation. Um, so that's where I focused a lot on uh, and it was building that network. You start then having a brand new team reporting to you. Um, for me, it's that piece of how do you get them to know you? right and what you're about and how do you get to know them and how uh, what they're about sooner and faster because that's what's going to help you um, be more effective but look it was it was a great experience um after that long at ge coming to another organization and coming and be able to say look i i can deliver so and my skill set was not GE. i was ge brand but it actually allowed me to go in and do so much more things than um, what I was doing in G. So I'm, I'm very appreciative of that opportunity. Yeah. And it's kind of a great example of how like your professional brand can't just be your company brand, right? It's got to be about the value that you bring. When you were a little kid, what did you want to be when you grew up? Gosh, I went through astronaut. I was going to be a doctor and I was going to be a lawyer. And I ended up, I ended up with a bachelor's degree from the University of South Florida in international relations. Ooh. And tell me, how did you get into marketing and sales in the first place? So after I graduated from college, I went back to Puerto Rico. I actually was going to go to law school um, and started working um, with a company that ended up opening the doors for me to end up working with GE and talk about brand and how I got that job. I'll tell you the story real quick. Um, a, we had a customer that came in with a problem. Um, he, I was at that time, um, customer service support and I fixed the problem that he said he had been having for months. Um, mm. and he was the general manager of the GE office in Puerto Rico for a division of plastics. And after I fixed that, he gave a call and said, I want you to come work for me. Wanted you uh, have the opportunity to be able to, and go back to getting things done. Um, being able to solve people's problems. So um, that's how I got started um, in that journey <laughs> with that. I love that. So Delia, tell me, let's talk a little bit about your brand as an executive and a leader. Give me three words that describe brand Delia Garced. Three words. Okay. So I'll start with deliver. Mm. I start with enable. And the third one I'll use is um, caring. Ooh, I like that. So deliver, enable, and caring. So I, of course, I have to just start right off the top is, you know, a lot of people are great at delivering. A lot of people are great at caring. Not everyone is great at doing both of those things at the same time. So talk to me. How do you show up as a leader that both delivers and cares? So, it, look, for me, what is important is clear communication and transparency. That's the, yeah. one of the first things. It's like we all have to come together and be on the same page, um, know what is it, the objective, what is it that we're looking to do. The part for me that comes with care and ties in with the enabling is um, what has made me successful is as a leader is I create situations for my team to go do their mm. best work. Right. And that's where the caring comes in. And caring also can come in a little bit around the feedback portion. Right. Um, yeah. 
I think we we sometimes um, feedback is probably I, at least for me personally it's it's one that I, I I'm very intentional about. I'm very I want to make sure that I'm providing not only um, positive but also developmental and see where opportunities. Um, yeah. And I've been in situations in my past where everything you heard was nice things, and I still remember <laughs> getting off, you know, a, 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 a in quarter review or mid-year review and going to my husband going like, you know, <laughs> I know there's something that I can improve on. So and I'm like, I'm so, I, I would love to hear somebody doing that for me, telling me I'm always looking to be learning. Right. So that was the piece for me as a leader, as I'm looking to working with my teams is to be able to say, okay, this is the things that you're doing really great. Here's the things that we can work together on. And here's the things that I want you to be aware on. But the other piece I'll say about um, that is it also has to be timely. I am not mm. a fan of, you know, you get to the end of the year and all of a sudden here's your review and he's surprise. like, okay, surprise. Um, so that's one of the things that, so again, uh, results um, very much about um, positive results in, in, in driving because you can get results and don't generate positive activities. <laughs> so yeah. do things that are actually driving positive and do it in a manner that, is enabling my team in that I'm um, taking care of my organization. Yeah. And it's so interesting to hear you talk about those three words as defining your brand because they're both what you've done in your commercial marketing and sales career, as well as in your volunteer roles with employee resource groups and certainly helping to champion the Latinx Alliance. Delia, tell me, have these three things always been your brand or has it sort of evolved and changed throughout your career? I think they have um, evolved. And what I would say is, is become additive, right? I mm. think my, I think my brand um, as a independent individual, you know, working has been to execute and to deliver. But I think the enabling and the caring, when you start to become responsible for a team, um, yeah. and you, uh, you develop as a leader, those have definitely been areas that have evolved more, um, yeah. and have had a different focus than I probably originally had. But I think uh, again, very much from the can do attitude, go get it done, execute that has been consistent around my career where I now in my career, I'm, I'm able to do more of that enablement, more of that caring. Uh, by still executing in the roles that I currently have. So I think that's where it evolves because the the capacity of what you can do, the effect that you can have is now bigger where you are in your career than where I was in my career when I started 30 years ago. Yeah. And and tell me, Delia, how do you how do you show up on brand with your team and your clients? What are what are the things that you say like I consciously need to do these things to show up in the way that I want to be seen? So, uh, you know, um, one of the things, especially in today's showing on brand, and I know we're not live on video um, during these sessions, so people are going to be just hearing my voice. So hopefully I'm showing on brand with my voice. <laughs> but um, one of the things that I think has changed, especially since COVID and since we were using so digital technology, is how we show on brand, even on, on these tools right nowadays, and showing the professionalism, showing for me is about um, the questioning. How do I make sure that as I'm, I'm participating and I'm engaging with people that I'm both asking the right questions and listening 
so that it gives me the ideas and it gives me the information that I need to go execute on and create solutions for our customers, right? Because that's that's the biggest piece for me uh, in my role in Synchrony is we want to continuously be listening to our providers, uh, to listening to our customers so that we can develop solutions that are going to help them be more successful. So it's not only with my team, but also with our customers. Um, so that's a big piece for me um, in being able to show like that. I, I, I'm a big about professionalism. Um, some people might laugh because the, the piece I didn't mention from a brand <laughs> perspective is like, look, I'm, I'm Hispanic, I'm Latina. So I, I, there are certain things in regards to how we dress and, and how we come across that we want to have a, a presence in to help uh, and, and reinforce that, um, that brand. But um, yeah, so that's primarily what I, I do is, is focusing and making sure that I'm asking the right questions. Um, finding people and being able to give coaching, um, as we walk out of the meeting, I tend to be very quick about, okay, let's take a, you know, a minute, we learn, what can we, what, what, what can we do next? What are the things that we need to think about? Yeah. And so one of the reasons why I love having marketing people on, on the show is, you know, you, you manage brands for a living, right? Mm -hmm. Um, so talk to me, what are a couple of things that as a, a marketing leader, you have done using kind of brand marketing tools that you feel like we could, anyone could use that tool to manage their own professional brand as a leader or an employee. So one of the things I'm always talking about is what's the value proposition. Um, mm. And I think it's us as individuals, um, we need to be thinking about what are the things that we bring to the table um, and how are we communicating those and how are we delivering those? So I, um, one thing that I try to do every quarter, um, you know, if, and some others is to take a step back and actually um, look at myself and see Ooh. how am I showing up? What are the things that I have done recently? What have I learned? What are the things that um, I wish I would done in a different way? So it's, I am in this continuous process of self-assessment and saying, if this is, have I delivered to my values? Have I delivered to my goals? Have I delivered to the brand that how I want to come across? Um, so that for me is important. It's to continue to do that assessment. And that, by the way, was an example before my first executive role um, that I did just before it. That was one of the things, this is where I learned it from, was that um, I was having this executive assessment um, mm. being done. Yeah. And I was sitting with two HR people in the organization, still remember one of them, Vikram. Um, and it, it was, they were starting to ask all the way from, why did you go to certain college? Why, you know, what did you learn? What did you like? What didn't you like? How were you think, thought of? How were you uh, perceived that? And that stuck with me as I went through the rest of my career. And one thing that I'll add to that is one of the things that when I interview people, um, sometimes this question throws them a little bit off because I tend to ask the question is, what's your hallway reputation? Mm. And people are like, well, what do you mean by that? Um, and I think this goes back to what you were just asking about Brian, right? Is to be able to say, look, as you're going down a hallway and people are looking at you, what? What are they going to say about you? And I think in interviews, a lot of people automatically tell you the good things, yeah. right? They're like, oh, um, I mean, just what I was saying. I deliver, um, you know, I'm passionate. I'm a supportive team member. And they stop there. And I'm like, okay, but what, what would they say are your developmental areas? What are the areas that they're saying, huh, you know, I, I need to think. And that's where a lot of people pause. 
And I think that's what we're talking about, Brian. You have to also be aware of, um, here we have all the positive things we're doing, but there's certain things that we're doing that might be impacting our brand and we don't know about it, right? Yeah. So, and that's why I tend to ask that question. It's like, what's your whole way reputation, both from a positive and from a developmental area? Yeah. And Delia, you talked a little bit about knowing your value proposition. Mm -hmm. So tell me, what's your value proposition as a leader and executive? So my value proposition um, is that I am somebody that, like I said earlier, I'm focused on delivering. Um, I focus on learning an organization, understanding the levers of what we can do to execute, and that I bring teams together to be able to do that. Um, so that's, that's the piece is for me is that big piece about being able to bring the team to execute on. Love that. Uh, a couple of quick rapid fire questions to close us out. Delia, we've been talking all about your brand, but what, what brand are you obsessed with as a consumer? What can't you live without? Oh, um, so you know what? Apple products continue to be Mm. a big one for me. Um, the other one, believe it or not, Coke. Um, it's another one. I am like, I am having this little issue with some hotels now that I travel that I've gone Pepsi. I'm a, I'm a, a Coke brand. <laughs> so, um, so I would say Apple Coke, uh, are my two big brands that, um, that I can't live without. I love my iPhones, my iPads, uh, my Mac computer and Apple. I'm a, I'm a Diet Coke fiend. Although just everybody knows t- I started a fasting this week. And I'm not being able to have my caffeine. Oh, no. uh, So, you know, but hey, what can we do? You have to get that caffeine-free Coke Zero. Exactly. Um, Now, Delia, if you were a car, what type of car would you be? Oh, I have to go by my Audi. And it's a... Um, I'll tell you real quick. My husband doesn't like my car, but uh, different story. <laughs> that, 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 that's not a quick answer. That'll be a long word story another time. Um, it's um, Audi. It's it's solid. Um, it always starts and it's low slung, so I feel sporty and um, mm. being able to get on the road and you know go cause some trouble. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> and finally, Delia, what's the best career advice that you'd like to pass on to our listeners? Um, I had this said to me once, and it's very true. Focus on what your job is, deliver on your job, um, but prepare yourself for the next job. Mm. So um, by that, I mean, it's like, you know, I said this earlier, it's important that we execute a word to do or what our goal is. But we all hopefully have the the want of growing our career, right? Of going to the next level. And I think you need to prepare yourself for that and be always learning um, and understanding what it's going to do to take that job. Yeah. So always be in a state of learning. Delia Garced, thank you so much for being on the show. Tell our listeners if they want to learn more about the Latinx Alliance, where should they go? You can find us on our website on Latinx Executive Alliance. Um, so go ahead and, and Google us. Uh, you can also go to LinkedIn. Uh, we have a LinkedIn page where we're posting all the events that we're doing. Um, we have some great events coming up soon, more mentoring circles. And you can hear the latest in regards to what is happening in this and you know, in very interesting space of growing executive talent, Hispanic executive talent across the U.S. 
Yes. Well, thank you for everything that you do and happy Hispanic Heritage Month. Thank you. You too. Thanks for having me. And we'll be back in just a few moments with my final thoughts. Are you tired of not being recognized for your work? Are you ready to rise above the rest and accelerate to the next level? The Lead With Your Brand Career Breakthrough Mentoring Program will help you take control of your career, develop your own unique brand, and catapult you to a whole new level of success. You are a top performer, and the Lead With Your Brand Career Breakthrough Mentoring Program is what you need to get you there. Visit leadwithyourbrand.com to learn how. Okay, that was an awesome conversation with Delia Garced, the SVP of Marketing, Health, and Wellness at Synchrony and the strategic leader for the Latinx Executive Alliance. You know, I love that Delia really talked all about this power of networking. You've got to find ways to network and connect in a way that you can not only find those great peers who are mentors, but those sponsors that are going to talk about you when you're not in the room. So again, my challenge for you is to think about how you can bust through some of those silos and be like Delia coming from commercial operations and sales and hitting it off with a huge executive in charge of information technology. How is it that you can bust through those silos to find your next sponsor? Well, that is our show for you this week. If you loved what you heard, make sure you are following us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts, and we'll get you a brand new show every single week. Of course, we are continuing to celebrate Hispanic Heritage Month here at the podcast, so check us out at leadwithyourbrand.com slash Latinx for our full collection of amazing executives, leaders, and changemakers, all who identify as part of the Hispanic community. And check us out next week for our final guest of Hispanic Heritage Month. Now, check me out on social media. I'm at Jason Patria on all platforms, and I love to hear from you on LinkedIn and incorporate your questions and comments right into the show. But most of all, and most importantly of all, don't be a boring old commodity like coffee. Make sure in your career you are a super premium brand like Starbucks. You've been listening to Lead With Your Brand, the podcast that explores and uncovers exceptional career success stories and inspiring personal brand journeys with your host, personal branding expert, diversity advocate, and keynote speaker, Jason Patria. Remember to subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Visit us at leadwithyourbrand.com.